The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In these times of rapid change, chaos, and crisis... A new wave of legendary leaders is rising up to answer their higher calling. Many are not famous nor have followers, though some do. They are brave individuals like you, seeking your highest truth and committed to deep personal change. Welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling with your host, Maria Danley. Here is the innovative support you've been looking for to become the legendary leader you are destined to be. Now, here's Maria Danley. Hello, and welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling. I'm your host, Maria Danley, and thank you for being here. It's good to be with all of you whenever you are listening to this show. I I really appreciate your time and feel grateful to be with you today. And a special thank you to all of you who who are listening live right at this moment today. Our show begins with the second part of the story that I started last week, a conversation that I had with Merlin in my morning meditation about chivalry and honor. We'll recap that, and then we'll conclude the adventure that I had with Merlin, where he was taking me in a boat downstream to show me how to be more honest with myself. We'll focus in this hour on living in love, you and your higher self. What does that mean? And can we really find an easier and more effective way to live our lives and achieve the love and success we all desire? We'll be talking about that, and we're wondering also, will developing a loving relationship with our higher selves achieve all of that? Well, let's explore that idea together. Our guest today is executive and leadership coach, Karen Lamb, who will share her story of how she gave up struggle in her life and how she chose to live in love with her higher self instead and how that miraculously shifted her life. You will learn exactly what she did and how she did it. And then in the brain tip segment of our show, you will learn exactly how to do that for yourself, at least begin to learn how to do that. And I'll be taking you all in a visualization to let go of struggle and float upon a vast pool of love that will help you deepen your loving relationship with your higher self. A lot of wonderful information today, a focus on the element of water and fun. So stay tuned. But first, a story. To recap from last week's show, 
Our story began with my conversation with Merlin about honor and chivalry. Merlin told me that chivalry is about developing a purer relationship with oneself, acknowledging that there is a relationship that one can have with oneself, and that that relationship matters. He told me that developing a more honorable and character-driven relationship with myself is a challenge that is ever-evolving and changing. I asked him about honor and the first quality of chivalry, and Merlin said, Character begins with honesty and being honest with yourself, honest about those things that are going on in your life. And he told me that you do no service to yourself ever by lying to yourself. That lying to yourself just keeps you caught in delusion of what you think is going on. Merlin showed me one of the ways that he taught Arthur honor, that in playing a game with sticks, a mock sword play, Merlin would challenge the boy to be more honest with himself. And when Arthur would speak with deeper honesty, Merlin would laugh with delight. And Arthur was thrilled with this game. And when I asked Merlin, why is it so important to build character within ourselves? He replied, character is like a compass. It gives you direction. It gives you answers when you're lost and you don't know what to do. It shows you the way and always leads you to higher ground where life is more beautiful, more fulfilling, and more successful. Then I asked Merlin, how may I be more honest with myself? Merlin looked into my eyes and told me that I looked tired and that I was pushing myself. Are you having fun, he asked. I laughed and said, "Uh, no, not really. At times I'm having fun, but I feel heavy with all the work I expect myself to accomplish every day. He said, we can't have that, and jumping up, he took my hand and walked me briskly through the woods down to a river where he invited me to get into a small boat and go on an adventure with him. He told me to just lie back, and as he did, soft pillows appeared in the boat to make the ride more comfortable. Merlin began paddling from the back of the boat, and I was facing upstream. I had no idea what was ahead. And now we continue. As we float, Merlin says, it's easy to get caught up in whatever it is that we think we must do or have to do, but we get out of touch with the flow of life around us. Yes, I say. He tells me to just let go and enjoy whatever sensations or sights I see and just drift and relax as the boat is moving down the river. We've come to an area of the river where the birds are singing so sweetly. It's hard to describe how beautiful the music is. They sing in both chaos and harmony that I've never heard before. Do you think birds sing because it's their duty? Merlin asks me. No, I smile. They do it for the fun of it, I think for the beauty. Yes, they're in harmony with nature all around them. When each of us steps outside of the harmony, which happens from time to time, life becomes more difficult. That's where honesty helps. You can feel yourself struggling and you can say, where am I not being honest with myself right now? And if you tell the truth and do something about it, you can get back into the flow of your life, he says. So what is honest for you right now, Maria? Merlin asks me. What's honest is that I'm working too much and pushing myself and I'm just getting over the flu and I feel it might be coming back and it's scaring me. What else, he asks. Uh, I don't know if I can meet all of the demands that I'm putting on myself, all of the marketing courses, all the spiritual courses, all of the protocols I'm following, the programs I'm creating and launching. It's a lot. It's not fun, all this work, is it? Uh, no, it's it's just too much. And he says, 
Are you thinking that we're going off track right now because you won't be able to say any of this on the radio? Maybe you're getting frustrated with me that we're talking, that what we are talking about isn't going to fit, and so I'm wasting your time. I pause and think about that because Merlin couldn't be wasting my time. And I can feel the pull inside of me where, yes, this doesn't feel like what I thought we were going to be doing. But I love Merlin. I honor him, so it can't be wasting my time. And I turn to Merlin and say, there is a part of me that feels I'm wasting time, but more of me loves you and knows that what we're doing is exactly what I need. I look up and I'm surprised. His eyes are glistening. I touched him. And he says, thank you for loving me. Thank you for honoring me. A bit embarrassed by the intimacy, I get quiet and just drift down the river and float with Merlin. Now I'm feeling the support of the pillows behind my back, and I'm feeling the support of the stream as we're bobbing along, that it really is holding me, and Merlin is holding me. I'm safe and supported. Go deeper, he says. What do you really want? I want to be free of all this work and obligation that I'm imposing on myself. I want to enjoy every day as an adventure, but somehow I've gotten lost. I've become too hard on myself, expecting myself to somehow fit in and fit it all in and get it all done every day, seven days a week. I see the leaves of the trees above my head in this beautiful, in these beautiful patterns, the music of the birds and the river flowing, the movement of the light in the leaves and the swaying branches in the trees is all of a sudden euphoric, and I'm stunned by the beauty What's the load you want to release to let go of, Merlin asks me. I love my work, but I want to let go of the way I'm doing it. I I want to release this pressure that I'm putting on myself. So you want to let go of pushing yourself and find the fun again? Yes, I reply. Merlin says, close your eyes for a moment and just be where you are. Feel the sensations in your body, the achiness there, the exhaustion here. And feel the sensations of the water and everything around you. I'm aware of the tiredness in my body, the achiness and the crying out in my body for relief. I hear tiny voices inside here and there now that I'm taking time to be with them. The water beneath the boat is moving more quickly now. We're moving over stones and I hear a swishing sound as we speed up. The boat moves faster and I notice that I'm starting to have fun and I I start to smile. And Merlin says, that's better. The boat moves faster now, and I want to sit up and look around, and Merlin says, relax, in the flow, without knowing. As the ride gets wilder, I just enjoy what is. Just enjoy what is, he says. I'm trying to. Now I'm feeling the flow moving through my whole body, as if the river and I are one, and it's delightful, pleasurable, and fun. I feel the joy in my belly, and Merlin says, yes, focus there. There are a few unexpected bumps in the river, but there's a thrill of that and not knowing what's coming. And I feel more joy as we're moving faster and faster now. Where is this leading, I ask? And Merlin smiles and says, I don't know. And we we both laugh. We'll see, he says. Now there's a sound of waterfalls and it sounds closer and closer. I don't know if we're going to be going down it or if it's going to be coming down on top of us or what's happening. Merlin pulls the boat over to a quieter area. The waterfall is coming down from above us, and there's a small pool that we cross, and Merlin steers the boat over to a patch of land. He holds out his hand, and I take it. He lifts me out onto the land, right next to where the waterfall's cascading into the pool. Merlin sits on the land behind the waterfall. His feet are in the water, 
and with a thrill in his eyes, he invites me to sit next to him, and I do. The water is cool, and there is thunderous noise with all of the water splashing. I hear nature spirits, and they're singing. I'm aware there are many sprites, nature spirits, and undines that are laughing and howling with joy as they play and jump high into the waterfall, then fall down deep into the pool, only to come up again and leap high into the falls, repeating the cycle over and over again. Their play is wild, ecstatic. There are sounds of shrilling, wee, wee, going on in the water. Merlin is excited, and he starts laughing with a very deep belly laugh, And then Merlin jumps into the water. He's letting the waterfall pound on top of his head, and he looks at me. His hair, everything is completely drenched, and he's saying, come on in, it's fun. And I do. The water is surprisingly warmer than I expected. I move over and stand in the shallow pool, letting the waterfall pound on my head and my shoulders. We both stand under the waterfall. It's it's exhilarating. Merlin embraces me and holds me tight against his chest as the water falls down upon us. And all of a sudden, I just relax against his chest and let myself feel his love for me. Wow. Pounding, cleansing, pounding, cleansing. The waterfall is flowing through us. Then I see a large undine sitting by the pool. She looks more deva-like or more fairy. She's very beautiful and naked. Now she's jumping and swimming and playing in the water. There's so much excitement going on all around. Everybody's pursuing their own pleasure. You could say it's chaotic, but there's still a pervasive harmony with each individual feeling his or her own joy. Now something is lifting me up from underneath me because I'm starting to rise up out of the water and directly into the waterfall higher up. Something is holding me up, and I can't see what it is, but my feet are fully supported, and I'm standing on the surface of the pool in the waterfall. Merlin rises up as well and stands there with me, both both of us there being pounded by the water. Let the water take it, whatever it is, he says in my head. The fairy and the nature spirits are making noises in the cave area right behind the waterfall. They're calling, woo, 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 and they enjoy hearing the sounds of their voices echoing and they're laughing. I hear Merlin saying inside of me, exhilarating. Then Merlin is putting images into my head. An image of both of us sitting by his fire back in his home with blankets wrapped around our shoulders. This image gets stronger and stronger where I'm losing my connection to the waterfall in this place and all of a sudden I am there, seated to the right of him and we're both seated by a big, very large fire in the back room of Merlin's home where we normally sit. Merlin looks up at me with not a wink but with these sparkly eyes and he says, would you like a cup of tea? Of course, I'd love a cup of tea. The tea appears out of midair as usual, and then he looks at me, and after a pause and a smile, he asks, isn't life fun? I admit I've been so out of touch with that. That's honesty, he says. That's being honest with yourself. Now I want to stay. I want to stay by the fire and drink my tea, and as I begin to sip it, it's actually hot chocolate, and Merlin smiles and says, surprise, Hmm, I want to bask in the afterglow of our adventure, and yet I feel that the experience is over and it's time to come back. Thank you, Merlin, I say. And he says, it's all going to work out just fine.
Welcome back. We've been talking the past couple of weeks about something that is going to happen on April 16th and 18th. I'm going to be giving you all a free phone call that I designed especially for all of you legendary leaders. And on this call, I'm going to take you on a journey to help you find exactly whatever it is that's blocking you or holding you back or keeping you stuck from getting on with whatever you want. And when you sign up for this call, you will learn exactly what to do to get unstuck and get focused on that real life's desire. And you will be able to get unstuck in the future with these two powerful brain tips that I'll share with you, and you'll be able to use those in the future whenever you want. So please don't miss out on this one of these calls. I hope you will join me. All you have to do is go to www.findpeacenow.com and sign up today. And you'll have a choice between two days and times for the call, so it should fit into your schedule. Please join us. Sign up at www.findpeacenow.com. And if you're liking this radio show and you're interested in going deeper into your spiritual growth, you want more freedom, more peace and success in your life, and you feel that you'd like to do that directly with me, you will have a great opportunity to do that. I'm introducing an eight-week group coaching program where you will learn how to do just that. I'll be talking more about that next week, and the, but the first step really is to do, go, go do sign up on that findpeacenow.com sign up for one of those calls because that will be the very introduction to the course. And I'm excited about a surprise that I have for you created April 21st. And I'll just tell you, as I said before, for those of you who haven't heard it, it is the culmination of my life's work of what I'm going to share with you. And if you're interested in understanding more about that, you won't want to jo- you won't want to miss that. So please be with us on that call. I am so excited today about my next guest. You hear me say that often, but you know, I'm I'm so blessed that so far all the people I've brought on this show I know, and they really are friends. But this beautiful, beautiful friend, this is my friend Karen Lamb. And we met each other in a year-long leadership training course back in 2000. We went through that year together and, and I fell in love with her. I love her dearly. So I'll tell you a bit about her. Karen Lamb, she's a leadership coach and communication strategist. Karen Lamb develops cutting-edge leadership skills with her clients and helps them to articulate their leadership voice. She specializes in working with executive leaders, and for over 25 years, Karen has coached Nobel laureates, Olympic medalists, celebrities, rocket scientists, and leaders from all walks of life. A masterful coach, Karen has worked with the president or CEO at Apple, Disneyland Resort, the Global Fund for Women, Johnson & Johnson Companies, and in QTEL, the venture capital group for the Central Intelligence Agency. Having lived and worked in Europe, Africa, Asia, North America, Karen brings a global perspective to her work, and she grew up speaking English, Cantonese, and Mandarin, and is a student of French, German, and Spanish. My goodness, Karen is so impressive. As a lifelong learner, Karen has studied neuro-linguistic programming, Jungian archetypes, somatic coaching, and martial arts. Karen lives in Vancouver, BC with her husband, Peter, and she travels frequently to work with her clients all over the world. Please welcome dear Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Maria. It's such a pleasure to be with you. It's lovely to have you here. Thank you for being a guest on the show. And I I know Karen. I've known her for many, many years. So I've watched her amazing transformation. And one of the things that's been so inspiring, aside from many, many things that are inspiring in Karen, is to watch this phenomenal transformation where she really did let go of the struggle in her life and embraced her higher self. And that's what I wanted her to talk about today. But Hi, Karen. Want to talk about? Uh, would you like to talk a little bit about that, or say hello to sure. the folks out there? Yeah, uh, 
I would use the word letting go in the current. <laughs> Not that it's totally gone. Letting go of struggle. Um, well, there's honesty. <laughs> it's a learning journey for sure. Yeah. You're learning um, to let go, but it's, but it's palpable in your presence. <laughs> well, we've, we've come so far, haven't we, since the, when we first met each other in 2000. My That's goodness. true. Absolutely, we have. And it's a process um, of building a relationship with a higher self. Well, tell us a little bit about your experience. You have such an impressive uh, uh, list of, of, the, of accomplishments here in your biography, but tell us a little bit of what it was like before and sort of uh, kind of after you really went through this transformation. Well, the transformation happened, I think, over probably a, a decade or so. And um, I was a very hard-charging, driven person, um, who grew up, I, I'm Chinese, my background is, is Chinese, and I grew up in a very loving family, but a family that really valued accomplishments. So I really felt like I had to, because I, be, being born female in a very patriarchal culture and a rather patriarchal family, I really felt that I had to go out and prove myself every single day, you know, to, to earn a place at the table. Mm-hmm. I had to actually do even better than than most men could. And so, you know, when you were describing your, your, your Merlin story, it was so beautiful, Maria, and I, it's so familiar to me, this sensation of pushing, of struggling, of having lost the fun in your life, where everything just feels like work. Yeah. And I think if I had to sum up what my whole attitude towards life was like, it was really that I felt like I had to work at life. And you can imagine how fun or not fun that was. Um, it was just really full of struggle. Um, and, and really one day, after, quite soon after my daughter was born, almost 20 years ago now, it just suddenly occurred to me that I had grown up with this belief my whole life that life is really hard. But if I looked at my life, and I've been very lucky and very privileged, my parents had a very hard life, and my grandparents even harder. Um, but thanks to their efforts, the, the people in my generation have had a very comfortable, you know, in material terms, a very comfortable life, and I didn't have the sorts of struggles that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never known hunger. I didn't know war intimately at all. Um, so this belief that life was really hard actually wasn't true for me. And that observation really woke me up to wondering how, you know, what else wasn't true that I really believed in and took to be gospel. Yeah, uh, And that was the beginning of the unraveling of that whole belief system where life is hard and you have to work at it. Yes. And quite a background that you have in, in that, especially as you, I think you're saying, the Asian culture, which is just has that drive kind of into it, a certain performance. Mm-hmm. So I know, because I saw you years ago when you were working with this and you said, oh, I just want to be in the goddess's love and that kind of thing. But there's a place where you really did make a choice, Karen, on, on how you were going to, to change things and for yourself. And what, what was that kind of final straw when, when you said, okay, I'm going to stop pushing here? Was there a I moment? And it, was, it was not probably one thing. It was the growing awareness and experience. And I, and I think this is really important. I, I learned to experience the love. Um, mm-hmm. Not just love from the people in my life around me, but truly a love, uh, a, a relationship with the universe that was very that felt very loving and supportive. Um, very different from that struggle paradigm where 
The world is essentially against you, and you have to push. You have to work at it. You have to earn approval. You have to earn, you know, everything that you have, you have to go out and make happen. Yeah. And at some point, I think you just get so exhausted from mm-hmm. that. Um, I guess if I had to identify a moment, this is so ironic, because a few years back, I produced a conference called the Unlearning Conference. And, of course, when you are doing something like that, you go through the process yourself. And what happened to me is that after the, the conference ended, I became so tired. It, the, the unlearning for me was, I just want to let go of the struggle. I want to learn a different way to do things that uh, I'm willing to work hard, I'm willing to commit, I'm willing to put all of myself into something, but I'm not willing to push and struggle anymore. I just didn't want to relate to the world in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really was my body that I just felt so exhausted. I literally couldn't even make myself pick up a pen or open the laptop and write to anybody. It was was just, I just had to lie low for several months. and, and unlearn this way of, this habitual way of pushing and struggling. Well, that's courage right there to disengage and even give yourself that time to say, I, I just am going to stop for a couple of months. Yeah. I cannot keep pushing myself. Karen, that's, that's heroic, actually, as, as, as a legendary leadership. You know, we want to well, hear, we want to hear about how, how this, um, how, you know, not only how you unlearned it, but how you started to find connection to that new way of being. And we're going to do that just after the break. We're going to take that and just uh, momentarily here. So stay tuned because when we come back, we're going to start talking about how can we do that to disengage from that hamster wheel or that struggle or working all the time and start lifting more into a life filled with love where we are supported and, and it's more easy. So um, we'll be back after this break. Join Maria Danley for a free in-depth call where you'll learn how to get unstuck and get focused on what you really want. Go to www.findpeacenow.com and sign up today so you don't miss this rare opportunity. Trying to stay focused and get things done in a fast-paced world with information overload is difficult for everyone. It's easy to lose sight of your priorities, get stuck, or find yourself spinning at times with too much to do. In this free call with Maria, you'll learn exactly what to do to get unstuck, get back in your power, and get focused on what really matters to you. Maria Danley, a California-certified medical intuitive, transformational life coach, and energy healer with over 20 years of experience in health, wellness, and transformation, has helped thousands of people worldwide. Join Maria for this free, powerful, transformational process and get unstuck now so you can get focused on what you really want. Go to www.findpeacenow.com and sign up today. Welcome back. We're with our wonderful guest today, Karen Lamb, who has successfully, although she says she's still in process with it, but has successfully is living more in a place of living in love and connected to the support of love that's in the universe in a very practical way. Karen, tell us a little bit more. We we sort of left you there on the couch for two months. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What happened after that? Uh, well, what happened was a, a long hiatus of I knew how I didn't want to do it, but I didn't know how to do something different from that. Um, and so I gave myself permission for some years to really just be and to have 
fun and pleasure in my life. Um, and that was, in a way, a very big step because letting go of this you know, hard-driving work ethic, it became really clear that that way of being wasn't going to yield any more than I had already learned. And I wanted to learn a different way of relating, not just to myself, but really to the, to the whole universe. Um, and it became very clear, uh, I, I've been doing a lot of somatic work and uh, movement and dance and five rhythms, and that opens so much for me of the joy of movement, the joy of just being. Um, so uh, just quite recently, about a year ago, I started doing these meditations with my higher self. And mm-hmm. that came about because I felt like I was kind of shifting between two very distinct realities. One where, you know, I, I felt very connected, I felt very loving, I felt very loved. Um, and then another reality where I was very much in my ego. Um, small things would, you know, send me, would change my mood and I would go back into a, a very ego-driven way of, of behaving and thinking. Um, and it occurred to me that if I really wanted to stop ping-ponging between these two realities, I should spend more time with my higher self and, and uh, become more infused with that. So... I determined that I would spend about an hour each day just being with my higher self. And right around the time that I made that decision, this amazing coincidence happened where I came upon this book called Emergence by Barbara Marks Hubbard. And in that book, she talks about how at the age of 72, she too made that same decision, and the book is a roadmap for how she did it. And it was so amazing to me to find someone who had actually gone through that process and so generously shared how she what came up, you know, what happened and how she went about it. So I highly recommend that book if, if anyone wants to go on that journey themselves. That is so, that's so timely. I mean, this seems to be what the show is about. I certainly need to read that book. Barbara would be happy to know that, that we're all promoting this because Emergence by Barbara Marks Hubbard is going to help with that. You know, Karen, I just have to underline one thing you said that I think is so profound, which is that you got to a point of realizing, as you said before, that I've learned everything I'm going to learn this way of doing my life. I think that's profound. You know what I mean when you got to that point? Yes, and it's also reflected in the world that I was seeing around me in my clients and organizations um, in the world out there. So we've kind of pretty much, um, I think, maxed out on this paradigm of using rational thought and analytical thought to go as far as we can. Uh, It's so powerful. There have been so many amazing discoveries that science and rational thinking have given us. And yet when we look at the issues facing us today as a planet, as a people, it's clear to me that the shift will have to come from some other place. Um, And so I felt it for myself personally, but I also felt it on a global level. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think in so many ways this work that we're all doing to grow ourselves spiritually is growing, is evolving. We're all evolving together. This is is so much bigger than we are, so much bigger than our individual path um, to finding happiness and peace. And, And that is so important as well. And thank you for saying that because, I mean, that is, I say it over and over again, but that's the point of this show because I do see all of us who are doing our inner work 
And especially as we're dedicated to it and we clean up a little bit more of this lens or get a little more honest here or that go through that transformation as uncomfortable as it may be. Yeah. We're weaving some kind of a tapestry none of us can see. We only have to do our yeah. part. We don't have to be, you know, legendary leadership doesn't mean you have to go out and be out there, you know, some in some grand way, some epic hero. It just means cleaning up your bit of lens. It, yeah. It's enough. We're all together. The legendary leaders, it's a collective. Absolutely. Yeah. I still yeah. believe that. Uh, we don't all have to be the Gandhis or the Martin Luther Kings or the, right. or the Teresas. That's not the role, you know, for everyone to play. But we all are changing the field. We're all tipping the balance such that, you know, when, when we're all ready, the, the whole, the, the, the tsunami of change will come. Well, yours is so radical. I absolutely love it. Okay, I'm just going to not be struggling. I'm going to really try and focus on fun and pleasure. And I can remember having conversations with you, Karen, where you astounded me. I'd say, do you want to do this? And, and she'd say, oh, that doesn't sound like fun. I'd go, what? Is that Karen? <laughs> but who would think that that's radical? But it is when you really try and just have fun and pleasure. Not from a, you know, we've talked a lot recently about the overindulgent bear. We're doc- not talking about from that place. But just, I'm going to enjoy my life and love it yeah. and have pleasure and fun in it. That's radical. So it talk more about that. It is a radical choice. There's so, yeah. there's so much that trains us. It's beaten out of us, right? There's stuff that we ought to be doing. There's a way to, to find success in the world. And, 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 you know, if you look at how it's defined out there by the culture, it's, it's a very narrow path. You know, you go to, you know, there's certain, you, you educate yourself and you go on this path and that path and, Truly, the world is so vast and it's so abundant. Who's to define how success looks other than you, right? You choose how you want to live. You choose. You get to define. You get to shape your life the way you want to. You get to define success the way you want to. And I really think that that first step of choosing pleasure, choosing what feels good to you in that moment, not in an irresponsible way at all, but just to know what is your preference Mm -hmm. and how can I pursue what brings me alive instead of killing my soul by engaging in daily activities that really drain the joy out of me. Yeah, yeah. That is not a recipe for happiness. That's so true. Oh boy, I'm needing to hear this right now as, as you know my process. My topic with Merlin certainly seems to fit right into this, that uh-huh. I can feel so many periods of, of joy and happiness and freedom, and then I, it's, it's like the screws come down, and it's like, okay, we got to roll up and work really hard. Yeah. Well, you must have had a lot of resistance from your negative ego when you decided, okay, that's it, time out. It must, what were some of the... What do you think were some of the hardest, you know, negative ego voices that you heard? Can you remember some of them? Oh, 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 totally, because I was actually quite taken aback by how hard I got slammed by my negative ego. As soon as I had these, you know, amazing experiences with my higher self, it's like, oh, no, wait a minute. You you just don't get to, so much cynicism arose in me and questioned, that's just really new age crap that you're experiencing. This is just, you know, I had so much judgment (laughs) about it. Yeah. and at the same time, I knew there's just beyond, there's this knowing beyond any question that this, for me, is the truth, and it's, it is the, it's the path forward. So it was an unshakable conviction, just a very deep and intimate relationship. And I, and I would say that, you know, your relationship with your higher self, even if it's very tenuous, as mine has been for so long, and, and in some ways I'm still, it's still evolving, um, however tenuous it is, this is the part of you that's so connected to divine love. It's always been with you, and it's always been unconditionally loving. And for me, the revelation and the, the true joy was to experience, to be in the presence of this, this 
unconditional love, this total acceptance. Um, and I'm someone who's always had a hard time really just accepting myself and accepting the world as it is. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the greatest gifts my higher self has given me is just to be completely accepting of everything, and truly everything, all the obstacles, all my mistakes, all my tendencies to struggle, you know, all my... It, it doesn't even matter. Everything is part of the beauty of this life and beauty of this path. I know that sounds kind of woo-woo, but it's... That's Actually, no. All part of... The obstacle is the path. We've, we've talked a little bit about what the higher self is, at least the way we understand it metaphysically and what we learned um, from our friend Lazarus, that it, the the higher self part of you is is the is the you that is so conscious is conscious of all of your lifetimes that are going on simultaneously and that can be hundreds or thousands of lifetimes but they're conscious and aware of all the thoughts of all of those parts of you all those simultaneous since time is all in the now it's they're all going on simultaneously and your higher self is conscious and aware of all of them and they're looking for one of those lifetimes to start waking up and come home come home to remembering that they're more than just that lifetime. That And that's what many of you out there are doing. You're coming home to yourself. I'm giving it that context, um, but just as a way of saying, hey, <clears throat> your higher self really is, is grand, and they are here to love you and want a relationship with you. Karen, tell us more about how you, you can actually go about doing that. We're going to do a visualization shortly, but tell us about some of the, more about your, your amazing one-hour-a-day. Tell us about that. Yeah, Um so I'm not always successful at it, but I, I do feel very committed to this process of, of being with my higher self. And and, uh, and I, to, just to go back a little bit to answer your previous question yes. about what my negative ego had to say, <laughs> my negative ego really was so threatened by this because yeah. it became very clear that if all the messages I, I was getting from my higher self, we're all loved, everything is fine, there's nothing. The very first thing that she said to me was, there are no problems to solve. Really, mm-hmm. there are no problems to solve. And I, in this visualization, I, I imagined myself coming up to this room to meet my higher self, and I had with me all these bags and suitcases and just stuff that I was carrying, wanting her to solve and to, to, to make right. Yeah. Um, and her very first message was really, there are no problems. It's okay. There's nothing to figure out. Um, wow, and so it was such a radically different way of approaching my life. Yeah. Um, and so my negative ego had a lot to say about that. What do you mean there are no problems to solve? Everything is a problem. Let me give you a few to work on here. <laughs> <sighs> and it, it, um, clearly it was going to be out of a job, and it didn't like that one bit. Yeah. So a huge, you know, really a, a struggle and a war ensued. And by that time I had learned enough to not go into a struggle over it. I just sat back and observed, listened to what it was saying, tried not to engage, but really just to be compassionate, mm-hmm. um, and to, to allow this to um, unfurl the way it was going to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. knowing that it was really all right, yeah. um, and love that part of myself that was having so much trouble with this concept. Oh, wow, I'm so inspired by the permission you've given yourself to go this route and really do it. Because we can talk about it, and we can talk about following different teachers or reading spiritual books, but to really <clears throat> allow yourself to hear your higher self, be impacted by what they have to say, start really taking that in as the truth, 
having some discernment about that, of course, because you can, it does take some discernment. There'll be times when you might hear things that aren't your, your higher self, but to let it change you the way you did that. I'm sorry, Karen, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was picking up on your use of the word discernment because, again, yeah. that was one of the things that my higher self very early, um, one time in meditation, I had these, I saw these, car- it was almost like a cartoon-like character, this superwoman, and, you know, um, it was just these weird images, and I thought, what the heck is going on here? What, is this my higher self? What is this? And the message really was, you know, you're going to hear all kinds of voices, and you have to stand in your power and be very discerning about who who is talking to you and who you want to listen to. Yeah. Um, and it was a very fierce voice that said, stand in your power. Don't come to me on your hands and knees. You're not weak. You're not powerless. But until you stand in your power and bring all of who you are to this relationship, you won't fully be able to partner with me or to hear anything that I'm saying to you. And that really woke me up. Wow. Um, And it was like, don't listen to all of these. There are going to be thousands of voices telling you all kinds of things, and you will be led astray if um, if you set your authority outside of yourself. You know the truth, so listen to yourself and, and discern what the truth is for you. Powerful. And well, that's, that's incredible because, because sometimes I always think the loving voices are sometimes quieter. They seem to whisper where the, you know, the ones that are really screwing around with your head are just right in your face all the time. Yeah. But I love her calling you forth that way. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. We're going to go on a, a little visualization in just a moment here. We're going to take a little bit of time. It won't be a deep meditation, but it'll be enough. And the visualization, and Karen actually told me that this is one of the ways she likes to prepare herself um, before meeting her higher self. It's a way, the visualization we're about to do here, we're going to take you into a place where um, <clears throat> you'll relax and I'll take you on a, a small inner journey to come to a place where you're going to see a big pool, a, a large pool somewhere. In nature, it might be in a mountain, it might be in a forest, it may be wherever you want it to be, but you're going to arrive at this pool. It's a great, vast pool of love. And you're going to be removing clothing as a way of saying, I'm letting go, like dropping the baggage. I love your idea you came to her with your bags when she said, you have no problems. So what would you do with your suitcases? <laughs> you take them at the bank. <laughs> so you're, in a metaphorical way, you're going to let drop the baggage and you're going to get in this pool and, and a few things will happen after that. So that's what we're going to do. We'll do. How about if we do that meditation or the visualization first? And then if we, if there's time after that, just so we don't run out of time, I won't make it very long, but it does take a little longer than just a quick brain tip. So how's that sound, Karen? Can we come back well, after wonderful. that? <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So those of you listening would like to have this uh, time to relax. It's a preparation. And what this will do in the future, and you can hear it on the recording when you go to seventhwave.com, come to my site, is that when you do this, it will prepare you, cleanse you, help you to be more vulnerable to actually hear the voice of your higher self and not one of these other kind of crazier voices. If you want to just dart in and think you're talking to your higher self in, you know, 30 seconds, well, maybe in time you can get to that place. But for now, a lot of us are carrying around too much stuff, too many filters. So allow yourself to relax, those of you who would like to go on this visualization right now. And hearing the sound of my voice, just let your body relax in the chair where you are. Perhaps you like to lie down, whichever will be your favorite way of doing it. And as you hear the sound of my voice, just allow yourself to relax and feel yourself letting go of tension. 
in your head, in your neck and shoulders. Just drop that into the ground. Letting your body relax. Part of you is sinking deeper into the earth and another part of you letting go. Like a boat that is being is drifting away from its mooring. Feeling any tension in your arms, your torso, your waist or hips, just let that sink into the ground. Right there in the pelvis, let go. The buttocks, the thighs, knees and calves, just notice where you hold tension and let it go. Going deeper, drifting further. Noticing any tension in your ankles, your feet, anywhere else in your body, and feel that just grounding down into the ground as you go deeper and let go. And to help you relax even further, I'll count from five to one, and at the count of one, you will find yourself somewhere, a favorite place in nature, but there will be a pool, a large, vast pool. It's going to be a pool of love that we all have inside of us. Five, beginning to let go even more. Four, sinking down. Three, letting go, drifting farther. Three, two, letting go. Drifting farther. And one. 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 And gently open your inner eyes, your inner senses. Keeping your physical eyes shut, you open your inner senses to look around you and see where you are perhaps in a deep forest, perhaps out in a plain somewhere by an ocean or perhaps in a mountain top or wherever it may be, you are somewhere where there is this sacred pool, pool of love, and you see it there ahead of you. And notice around you what the landscape looks like. Are there trees, grasses, wherever it may be? It may be sparse, it may be dense, but notice where you are physically. Just look at the sights around you. And notice the smells as well. As you smell this place, it has a unique smell perhaps, with sight and smell. You can add touch to that by exploring this landscape, this terrain with your hands, touching this and that. And to sights and to smell. To touch, add sound. How does it sound, this landscape where you are? You can almost taste this landscape. And seeing up ahead, there it is. Yes, there's a pool. A lovely pool. It could be vast. It may be just large, but it is a pool of love. And you set your intention, I am going to prepare myself to meet my higher self. I am going to let go of current stuff that's holding me back, holding me down. And so metaphorically, as you start to walk toward this pool, it is safe, it is, you know, it's a place where you can feel your own sense of protection. 
you begin to discard taking off clothing. One piece at a time, perhaps just dropping it on the ground as you step more further, stepping closer to that pool of love. Dropping this piece of clothing and that. Taking off shoes if you're wearing them and finally you take off the last article of clothing. And you look at the pool and you intend, I am letting go of my pretenses, my games, my masks, whatever I'm holding on to, I want to be cleansed and prepared to meet my higher self. And then you step into the pool one step and you feel, hmm, not too cold, it's rather warm. Something lovely about the way that pool feels. And you take another step, both feet now in this pool, and move deeper. Another step forward, another step. The water comes up to about your knees or now maybe your mid-thighs going deeper. And let the water now come up to around the hips. You feel that it's luscious and you decide to let your knees then bend. And you float now on your back. And you notice it's very buoyant. It's supporting you. You're not going to, the weight of you is not going to start sinking into the water. You're being held. You closed, your eyes are closed and you feel the water supporting you. And feel that water under your feet, the whole length of your body supporting you as you're floating there. And sense this pool of love filled with light, billions, trillions of tiny bubbles or balls of light, all filled with love for you. And let yourself be held. And any thoughts or tensions, you can just drop that into the pool as you feel that you are floating. And then you decide you want to go deeper, that you can breathe under this water. It is magical. And you let yourself descend, starting to descend, and feeling your whole body now coming into the water. For those of you that don't want to go into the water deeper, you can still float. It's still fine. Those that you want that want to sink down deeper into the love, go deeper. Feeling cleansed, feeling purified, feeling loved. Letting go. You notice you can breathe all is well underwater, under this water. And perhaps you go even deeper and you notice the tingling feeling of love and support still with you. And you realize you're letting go, you're cleansed, you're purified, and then you can let your body start floating back up in the pool coming back up into the surface of the pool, feeling drenched, filled, wet, saturated with deep love. And with that, you begin to walk outside of the pool of love, dripping in love. And there's a caftan, a nice clean robe or caftan, you can put that on. And over there will be a safe place for you. It may be a closed room, it may be a hammock, it may be a gazebo, some place where you will go sit. 
and feeling refreshed and free and clean, you go and sit down. And with eyes closed, you allow this to be the place where you will meet your higher self. And on some level of regularity, you will meet with them. But for now, you sit there and you call your higher self in your mind to come and be with you. And you wait and sit and be. And you may feel the presence, something bigger than you that is touching you or holding you or just sitting with you. That's enough. A first touch, perhaps, for some of you. And this will be an introduction. It's not a full meditation. But when you do this again next time, when you go back and hear it on the radio show, you can always pause the recorder at this point and sit with your higher self. But for the rest of you, we want you to come back. You'll gently find yourself coming back. From that place, you can always go return, coming back. And at the count of five, opening your eyes. One, two, three, four, and five. Coming back. We're close to the end of our show here, Karen. And so we're just going to say, it was kind of a, some of you, you may just want to pause the, the, or turn down the sound and stay in that meditation. Others of you will want to come back. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your love with us today, Karen. So inspiring. I think, I think she's still there, Karen. Maybe not. Oh, I muted. I'm sorry. Thank oh, okay. you so much for having me, Maria. <laughs> Karen, there's nothing that she's going to be offering here today. It's just a gift of love today. And so thank you for inspiring people to get, get going with their higher self here. Delightful to be with you, Maria. Thank you. And if you wanted to say one thing to the audience, I'm not putting you on the spot, hoping not to, what would you just, well, actually, I don't have time for that. Come to think of it, I'm looking at the clock. Karen, thank you for coming. And lots of love. All right. Okay, honey. Well, I'd love to have you come back. Will you? We'll do another installment on Higher Self. That would be wonderful. <clears throat> okay. Thank you. Love to you. And that's all the time we have today. So thank you for listening. And you know that as we've talked about earlier and throughout the show that some of us can get so stuck. The whole show today was about how we can get on either a hamster wheel or start struggling. So again, I'm going to mention it one more time today that <clears throat> I'd love for you to sign up for that free call on April 16th and April 18th. One is a Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and the 18th will be a uh, 9 a.m. on a Saturday. So you should be able to come to one of those calls and it will help you to find exactly whatever it is that's blocking you, holding you back and keeping you stuck in the moment. And then I'll show you how to break free and get focused on whatever it is that you truly do want. <clears throat> when you sign up, you'll also get a recording from that of the guided visual- visualization from that call. So please go to www.findpeacenow.com and sign up for that call. I'd really love for all of you to join me and show, um, show that you're listening. I would appreciate that. And as far as that goes, thank you all for listening to Legendary Leaders Today, Answering the Higher Calling. It is an honor to support all of you unsung heroes on your journey to become the legendary leaders that you're destined to be. Even if you don't know that, you are. And until next week, I send you my love and best wishes. Enjoy your higher selves. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for Legendary Leaders. Maria Danley invites you to join her for another inspiring show 
next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Have a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.